Hi and welcome to the first part of our Christmas New Year special. I'm Paul Whiteside and we are ready to talk all things Salford Red Devils. Can I take this opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas to all the listeners and thank you for all your support and taking time out to listen to us in 2021. I'm sure we'll be back bigger and better in 2022. Right, to kick things off, Rob attended the Salford Red Devils Media Day and he spoke to head coach Paul Rowley, new head coach Paul Rowley, should I say, and he asked him how he thinks the Salford uh, job is going to compare to his Lee and Toronto jobs he's done before. Coach's corner. Uh, slightly different because I had I, I went, you know, when I started at Leeds, I think we had six players and no staff. Toronto obviously had no staff and no players. So I've, I've come in with blank canvases and built from the, the bottom up. Uh, this one, obviously, there's things in place. I think I had 23 players already recruited and retained for next year as well. So uh, I've not really been able to build and mould uh, my own picture, albeit it's so it's a little bit different. Uh, but you know, different's good because it's it makes it just as more exciting. So um, and again, I can't stress enough how how good the lads are here. How good um, Danny or and Kurt Agassi have been. They're, they're you know. I don't do the job unless I can bring Kurt in with me. I want to took the job, and I've been justified in making that decision because him and Danny, have, you know, they, they do the work really. They're, they're they're absolutely brilliant. What excites you about the squad of twenty twenty two? Certainly our backline of its fit. Um, so we're kind of working back from there. I think we've got some unbelievable strike and some clever footballers. Um, so, uh, but. I think all in all, I think, you know, the challenge is as a group of players to be really tight, all being the pulling in the right direction and uh, with a common goal, a common, common objective. So uh, you, you do need that bit of luck regarding regarding injuries and stuff. So uh, hopefully we can get a bit of that. And um, I've got no doubt that we, you know, we can we can confidently, you know, march on and, and, and unpick some teams and, and have a crack at them. So uh, we are the underdog. So it'll always be, I guess, a comfortable narrative, but it's not something I'll be banging the drum on because I think you kind of know my character that I'm not one to turn up and 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 you know and, and class myself an underdog. I, you know, I like to think I'm going to win everything I'm going to go and do. So I'll keep I'll stick with that one. Yeah, you talk about building a culture at the club. What are the three biggest things you're looking for? Three biggest things, honesty. Uh, within the group, hard work and toughness within the group. I think they're the things that uh, that that yeah, they'll they'll be a good foundation to build from. And and I think if we've got them three attributes, then uh, it'll set us in good stead. Have you set any targets yet for twenty twenty two? Not so much uh, medium or long term targets in terms of where we want to finish. I think uh, I'm, I'm more a case of uh, concentrate on the detail, and the detail will get us to. Uh, the targets and uh, and any any outcomes at the end of it. So uh, just want to just want to get the players on the field, work hard across the group, and and uh, and we'll work in little blocks. Because if you start throwing goals and targets out straight away, then uh, you know you set yourself up for a fail, don't you? So uh, if I did have any, I probably wouldn't tell you anyway. I'd just keep it quiet, under promise, over deliver. Final one from me. Um, have you organised a leadership group yet? Um, yeah, we have. We've not announced them yet, so I, I don't want to just chuck them out yet. I think the, I'll get a telling off off the club. I'm not sure they want to pan that one out, but um, we've we you know we it was interesting to to try and find out who the leaders were. 
and I think got you know they come in many different forms. You know, obviously some from action, some from words. Um, what I would say, we've got a bit of a trio of people that um, really um, inspire me, and 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 amongst others, but certainly in uh, Et Sneedy and Brody Croft, I think there's a mixture of uh, actions and words and uh, process structure and and streetwise ability and you can work out which one's which but uh, between them three I think we've got a really healthy group of leadership so uh, I'm, I'm thinking towards them boys Thank you Paul have a good new year yeah, yeah You too thank you Hi all King of the Shed here uh, just a quick message to wish you all a, a very Merry Christmas and uh, I hope you get everything you want and uh, yeah don't forget Santa's a Salford fan just look at what he's wearing all the best everyone we spoke to uh, Ryan Braley at the uh, the media day and quick thought on on something that obviously us three on this podcast and everybody listening would would love to know how does it feel uh, finally joining up with your, your hometown club it's something that uh, most of us have all prayed for all our lives and unfortunately never never had that talent. Uh, you've now got that opportunity. How, how are you settling in and uh, what are you looking for, you know, for, for the future? And- yeah, um, I suppose it, like I said earlier, the, the reality of it makes you nervous, if I'm honest. you all We all dream of it and it's, it's been a dream of mine for years. So then when you actually walk into the chain room and get your kit as a Salford player, it's uh, it's real, isn't it? It's um, this is it's a scary one. So, it, it obviously, cause and, and even speaking to, to Sneedy about it, Sneedy's probably in a similar boat that he can come back and and play for the team. Obviously, he kind of grew up kind of playing for and as a as a strong affiliation with the club. So, it's special for for me. This club will always be special to me, and and I, I do feel a nervousness. I do feel an expectation to make sure I do the the fans and the club justice because them fans who who stand behind them sticks and sit up there, um, they're my people. So they're, they're the people who I've grown up with and every face in that stand that I recognise, they might not recognise me, but I recognise them from from obviously standing with them in the shed at the Willows. I recognise all the faces. So I have, I have a an expectation and, and a, a burden to perform and, and that isn't lost on me. And, and when I say perform, whether I'm, whether it means scoring unbelievable tries, that that that's probably not what I'm saying. But the effort wise, there's all for for me. Salford fans have always bought into the fact if if you try if you try and you give hundred percent, that's all they ask for. And and I know that and that isn't lost on me. So what I'll say, I don't I don't want Salford fans to think that I see this as any other club because I don't. And I, I know Paul Roll is really bought into that, and his his constant mention of the fans is. It's quite apparent, and he needs to. Or he always wants to make sure that the players know, first and foremost, who we're playing for. Um, and and I know again what the in terms of the the fans and their expectations. Sol fans never expect anything other than effort, and if we can't give that, we're in the wrong sport. So that's what we can guarantee fans is that there's going to be seventeen blokes out there every week trying the hardest to win a to, to win a game in rugby league. And if, as players, if we don't win it, we'll know exactly why. So there'll be no grey area. We'll know exactly what broke down and why we lost that game. Um, in terms of aspiration, yeah, the, the, the dream is obviously to win a trophy. I'm, I'm 29 now. So you, your career goes really quickly and you think you've got plenty of years left to, to win stuff. So, and, and this isn't me giving you a headline of, oh, Ryan says we, 
we can win the grand final. That, that isn't it. What I'm saying is every player has, a, has a, a dream of winning stuff. And for me, the dream to win a trophy with Salford, uh, what, yeah, for me, what do you, I can't get any better than that in my career. So I'll probably retire, actually. So I'll probably be done after that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's always been the, the dream for me. I, I want to win. I want to win a trophy with, with Salford. And I think the, the joy that would bring on not just my face, but my family's face. And um, again, there's a, there's, a, there's a little bit of pressure in there to, to deliver it. So that isn't lost on me. And it's something what I, I'll keep fighting my hardest and um, give, my, give, all, give my all to. And you just never know, do you? You just never know. You did a bit of punditry uh, last season. Now we're a bit nearer to Media City. Do you fancy another goal? Yeah, no, I knew what? I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a bit weird because you had the earpiece in India. So it's like you kind of get told when to shut up. Um, it was like it felt like I mean I was at, I was at home with Mrs. She's saying sometimes when to shut up. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was good. Really enjoyed it. It was um, it was a bit different. Really, really, uh, really different. So yeah, it's something that I'd like to get involved in more. I, I'll be honest, because I'm a, a rugby fan first and foremost. I just like talking about rugby. So it was a really easy fit for me, if I'm honest. And um, the, the, the guys there in, in June and, and and Brian, they made it really comfortable for me. So it's um, it's something what I'd, I'd, I really want to do more of, if I'm honest. Um, and hopefully, again, well, playing permitted, I can get really involved. It's something what I want to do going further on in my career after after I finish playing. It's something what uh, really interests me. And and not just in rugby league, just, just sport in general. I, I do like the the TV media type type work, punditry work. So um, I'm not saying my opinion's right, but um, I'll, I'll give it a good go. Yeah, final one from me. Um, you've been with Paul Rowell before at, at numerous other clubs. Have you seen him develop as a coach? It's, it's funny. I, I said to him yesterday, I said, um, I've noticed a massive improvement. He was very driven and blinkered in previous years, but I, w- I was too. I was with him on that. So, I didn't really notice it at the time. But then when you look back on it, you realise well, Paul's also been out of the game for quite a long time now. So he's probably done him a favour in terms of sitting back and, and watching mistakes happen and realising what he what he does now and, and coming back into it. So, um, But I've noticed a massive change in him. Um, his knowledge, his man management. So again, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket science for anyone to tell you that. I, obviously, I love working under him. Um, but... Because for me, he leaves no grey areas. It's clarity, and and he he thrives on that. So, but yeah, for sure, massive improvements um, from from him as a coach, and 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 for me, I, I've thrived upon it because I I feel like he's more accepting to ideas um, rather than it being his way or the highway as such. Um, so yeah, he's, he's been he's been great, and and the boys have, have really bought into it. To be fair, and, and there's not normally you get a lot of. In clubs, it's a bit of uh, oh, I don't really as players. I'm not really sure about that. I don't really agree with that. There's been none of that really. There's been none of it. And and for me, that that says you know your role first and foremost. And there's clarity and there's no grey area. Um, I know I keep going back to the no grey area and clarity, but as rugby players, we're not we're not the lightest shower. So we need clarity and told what to do. So um, that's been great for us. Cheers, Ryan. Merry Christmas and uh, happy New Year. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate that. So that's the end of this pop-up podcast from The Devil of Detail. Big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, show. And all that's left for us is to wish you, our listeners, a very Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next week for more Soul for a Devil's Chat. (laughs) 